Welcome to Talking Bulls, episode 18. It's Talking Bulls, episode 18. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Michael Jordan versus Len Bias in college. We're also going to talk about Clyde Drexler and Michael Jordan. We're going to talk about Craig Hodges' comments. We're going to do all of that right after this. Talking Bulls, the podcast of the future. Send us your emails at talkingbulls82 at gmail.com. Send us your email so we can have you on the show. We'd like to hear your thoughts. As the fans are a part of this show just as much as the hosts. Send us your emails at talkingbulls82 at gmail.com. How do you feel about the Bulls? How would you like to be on our show Talking Bulls and give your thoughts on the team? Send us your emails at TalkingBulls82 at gmail.com. Send us your requests. We'd be glad to hear from you. Welcome back to Talking Bulls. What a crazy day I had. Um, my 39th birthday was yesterday, June 20th. And um, it's currently 2.05 a.m. And um, yeah. So 39th, uh, big number, one year away from 40, which I'm, you know, I'm not looking forward to. But you know, um, 39 is just like any other year. It's just about how you feel. It's not about the age. But let's talk about Michael Jordan and Len Bias now. Coming up as a basketball fan, I never really watched college basketball. I'm just, I've admitted that. On many episodes, I've never hit it from the from the public. I've never hit it from Bulls fans. It is what it is. I don't. I'm not interested in college. I'm interested in the pros. But this is guy Len Bias that I've been hearing about for years, and I actually heard about Len Bias when I was working for a scrapyard called Duckhawk Meadows in Philadelphia. And a friend of mine, he was a big, huge basketball fan, and we used to talk hoops, you know, all through this shift. And I used to brag to him about Michael Jordan, how great he was. And I remember him saying to me, man, you, you're crazy, man. You, you think Michael Jordan was the best basketball player ever. And it's like, this this player named Lynn Bias in college that would have ate up Michael Jordan if he would have got to uh, the pros because he ate him up in college. And I'm like, Lynn Bias, who the hell is that? And he's like, you know, well, if you call yourself a sports writer and you don't know who Lynn Bias is, then you must be not. A real sports writer and around that time I was writing for the Vanguard in Philadelphia um, the Vanguard newspaper for Community College Philadelphia my first start and um, I was publishing for a couple other websites uh, one of them being fan sided so I had like a you know some experience on my, under my belt but I was only covering the NBA and the Chicago Bulls I wasn't covering college and he said, man, you know, he used to eat Michael Jordan's food and, you know, such and such and such. So I said, man, this little guy, Len Bias, they pumping this guy up. Maybe I need to check him out for myself. And that's what I did. You know, I looked up some tape on Len Bias. Um, I evaluated his game. I looked up his background. I looked up his stats. 
and I'm highly impressed with the guy. But while I'm highly impressed with him, I don't think Lynn Bias is any better than most of the other greats that Michael Jordan ever played against. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. Lynn Bias was a great talent. Um, 6'8", small forward, that can jump out the gym. Um, just like Sean Kemp, same athleticism as Sean Kemp. And um, same post game like Charles Barkley. And he had that 15-foot jump shot like Carl Malone. And, you know, he was one of them cats that threw the ball up there and he would pause in the air and grab the ball and finish it. Um, that's how athletic he was. But um, Michael Jordan just had much more to his game. Uh, I watched the, the clip of the game where they played in uh, in 85, I believe it was, or 84, the year before Michael Jordan went to the pros. And it was a game in North Carolina on their home court, and Michael Jordan basically outplayed Len Bias. I believe he had about 33 points in that game, um, about five assists, and he even guarded Len Bias for a couple uh, plays there and even got a shot block on him. And um, when I look at Len Bias, like, first of all, let's run down Len Bias' history. Let's run down his numbers. Scored uh, 16 points per game in his highest uh, season. No, his highest season he had for 23. Uh, he was an 80% foul shooter. 27% from three-point line. 53% from the field. I believe he averaged 23 points per game, his highest year. Um, but the year that he went up against Michael Jordan, he averaged 16.4 points. Michael Jordan averaged 17.7 points per game. Len Bias averaged 5.7 rebounds per game. Michael Jordan averaged 5.0 rebounds per game. And field goal shooting, Len Bias averaged 53% from the field. Michael Jordan averaged 54% from the field. When you run down the accomplishments, Michael Jordan is 1982 ACC Rookie of the Year. He's a 1982 national champion. He's a 1982 all-tournament team. Uh, 1984 first team, all ACC. Two-time 1994 ACC Player of the Year. 1984, I'm sorry, ACC Player of the Year. First team All-American in 83-84. Now when you switch to Len Bias, he's a two-time ACC Player of the Year, 1985 to 1986, the years that Michael Jordan were in college. A two-time first-team All-ACC. He's a ACC Athlete of the Year. And a consensus first-team and second-team All-American in 86 and 85. So when you look at these numbers, um, I think Michael Jordan definitely got the better numbers. I think he has a longer um, accomplishment, resume, uh, portfolio. Um... When I looked at these two guys play, and I've looked at a lot of film of Len Bias in the last three years, and what I got from it is that this is a guy that um, was crazy athletic, um, 6'8", and, you know, normally when you have players that's his size, they can't, they don't have a, as a consistent jump shot as Len Bias had. And believe you me, this guy can really shoot it. Um... But when I compare him to Michael Jordan and what Michael Jordan did in these matchups, um, Michael Jordan was getting steals. Um, he was everywhere on the floor. 
Um, he was getting shot blocks on different men. Even if it wasn't his man, you would just see him just appear in a defensive play and after a play, them beat his man and, you know, um, he would get the shot block. And um, he would get assists. He would set up his guys. And um, if you tried to trap him at the top of the key, he had the ability to beat his man off the dribble, get to the rim, and finish with a dunk. Um, and these are the plays that I didn't see from Len Bias. Um, when he's in the paint, He's, he's definitely affected because of his strength. But when you play Slim Bias at the top of the key, he's unable to beat Ben off the dribble and, and finish on his own. But when he did finish and he was in the right spots, you know, he did what he was supposed to do. So all in all, I would say Michael Jordan is the better player. Uh, if you guys look at not just the stats, but if you go and look at um, footage of the games that they had, um, I believe you would you would take Michael Jordan over Lamb Bias. And it's not to take nothing away from Lamb Bias. I mean, first of all, when they make these comparisons, they do say the next Michael Jordan or the guy that was just as good as Jordan. So Lamb Bias guy, um, I've been hearing a lot about him. Drafted uh, by the Sussex in 86. And as soon as he was drafted by the Sussex, I believe two days later he was he passed away from cocaine use, um, a heart attack, basically. Um, I just I look at Michael Jordan as a universal player, a player that can do almost anything. And while I do think Bias would have probably given Michael Jordan competition, I don't necessarily say he was the he would have given Michael Jordan all, all the run for his money. And let alone let's let's just remember Michael Jordan wasn't the same player he was at college. He was a much better player than he was in college. Um, I believe the highest he dropped at North Carolina was 17 points per game, and the highest he dropped in the NBA was 25 to 30 points per game, playing against men, not boys and kids. So, you know, and then the type of player that Michael Jordan was, um, he became who he was off of drive. He became who he was off of people doubting him. He became who he was because people tried to put him on the back seat and say, hey, this player deserves to be in the forefront. And he just wasn't having that. And, you know, that's what drove him, you know. Um, even if it wasn't a situation, he would create one, you know, just to motivate him so he had the right energy to win. So would he, how would he have taken this matchup personal against Len Bias had Len Bias got to the NBA? I'd say he would have took it pretty personal. Now, past the limb bias point, because I believe I made my point with that case. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Let's get less than talking books. Subscribe to the pod. How would you like to be a part of our show? How would you like to be listening to our show as we cover every game, all the action, all the updates, and every single trade regarding the team? Join and subscribe to the pod. Hey, Bulls fans. We're definitely going to need your support with a new show. Join us on Twitter at TalkingBulls82 or send us your emails at TalkingBulls82 at gmail.com. Join us on Spotify and follow us on anchor.fm. We'll be looking forward to you guys supporting us. Go Bulls.
Alright, so we're back on Talking Bulls. So, um, Craig Hodges was doing an interview with Vlad TV, and um, it came up that Michael Jordan had a conversation with Craig Hodges about Clyde Drexler. And it's just, it's baffling to me that around this time, everybody is taking their shots at Michael Jordan. Everybody now is trying to say, oh, this player would be, have been better. This player is just as good as Mike. But this time, it was Mike saying that somebody else was better than him or just as good as him, according to Craig Hodges. According to Craig Hodges, Michael Jordan stated, just like I stated before the break, that Clyde is is just as good as me, but he don't know how to play the game. And Craig Hodges said that, you know, stated that when he said he don't know what Michael Jordan's talking about, Michael Jordan said, you know what the hell I'm talking about. And there was supposedly be referred to endorsements. And when I heard that it was referred to the endorsements, I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense because I was just about to gauge boy up and say, you know, judging by the numbers, um, Clyde Drexler has never been on Michael Jordan's level. I mean, you go to the uh, some of the numbers between the two, um, and I wrote some of the numbers down, and Michael Jordan just basically, you know, in the finals matchup, Clyde Drexler averaged 24.8 points per game, 7.8 rebounds, and 5.3 assists. On uh, he had 1.3 steals and one, what well, I believe is a one block per game. Michael Jordan, on the other hand, and Clyde Drexler also shot 15% from three and 89% from the foul line. Michael Jordan scored 35.8 points per game, averaged 35.8 points per game, averaged 4.8 rebounds per game, 6.5 assists per game, 1.7 steals per game, and 0.3 blocks per game. Jordan shot 42% from three-point three land, and 89% just like Clyde from the foul. But yeah, Clyde Drexler was not on Michael Jordan's level. He only averaged 20.4 points, 6.1 rebounds, and 5.6 assists for his career. Michael Jordan's averaging 30 points, 30.1 points per game for his career, 16, 6.2 rebounds per game, and 5.3 assists per game. So, I mean, aside from the scoring, Michael Jordan is uh, pretty much kind of even with Clyde Drexler, but the scoring is a huge deal. But Michael Jordan's basically talking about endorsements and the best possible way to get endorsements, how to market yourself and saying Clyde is just as good as him. So I guess by saying just as good as him, I guess he's insinuating that Clyde maybe can get endorsements just like how he got endorsements, which I would agree with. Um, but Clyde was basically saying, um, he made a comment a couple months ago saying, you know, he didn't score as much as Jordan because he didn't hog the ball. Well, listen, man, Clyde Drexler won one NBA title. And he won the NBA title that he won because he basically switched teams and, and went to Houston. But Michael Jordan is the one that stopped him from getting ranked with his personal team. So all of this, you know, Clyde could be good as Michael and... Clyde saying out his own mouth, the only reason why he couldn't score as much as Mike is because um, he didn't hog the ball 
I don't agree with. I just think Michael Jordan was a better player than he was. And he showed it in the finals. And he showed it, you know, in every matchup that they matched up against each other. But, you know, I just find it interesting that, you know, we're having all of this talk um, about who's better than Mike and who's not better than Mike. But, you know, before this documentary, we all didn't have this talk. You know, now everybody has questions. Now everybody wants to question Michael Jordan's legacy. And for me, his legacy is untouchable. I just think his legacy is untouchable, man. I just think that, you know, the guy has set himself up, really set himself up. Um, and throughout his career, you know, with the scoring titles and all the accolades that he's achieved. And I just haven't seen anybody like this guy. They said Len Bias was like him. Like I said, I looked at this film and I looked at Len Bias's numbers. And the only time he was best playing the league and won all these awards is when Michael Jordan was out of the league. Um, so, yeah, there's no comparison to Michael Jordan. There's just no comparison. He was the ultimate competitor, the ultimate winner. And... Um, uh, Craig Hodges is, uh, basically was upset also because um, Michael Jordan snitched apparently him and George Grant and a group of others out for, um, he snitched on them about um, doing cocaine back in the day. And that was a big thing that broke out. But uh, in my opinion, Michael Jordan is just like, in a class by himself. You know, even with the Mount Rushmore, I just don't think nobody's as dominant as Michael Jordan. Jordan was the only player that I saw that his will to win was just unprecedented. It was just, it was just unbelievable the way this guy would just push himself and really take over games and really put his stamp on the game. It was just unbelievable, and I haven't seen anybody like that. So it's really interesting to me when I see people drag Michael Jordan's name through the mud. And um, and let's, let's not, you know, overlook the fact, yeah, he was not a good person. Michael Jordan was not a good person, but that's, that's not what made him great. Yeah, how good you are as a person doesn't play a factor on how great you are. And I felt like everybody took that and ran with it. You know, took that the fact that how he was perceived in the last dance and took that around with it. Well, see, you know, he's not a good guy, and no, he's not the greatest. So Michael, uh, LeBron James is because LeBron James have donated to um, causes and had open schools and everything for kids, and Michael, he's built more of a community guy. But we're not discussing community; we're talking basketball. See where that gets tricky. We're not discussing community; we're talking basketball. And, um, yeah, so Michael Jordan's the GOAT. But switching the topic, um, this past week on Bullseye Group, everybody know I have a Bullseye Group on Facebook. And I was um, discussing something with one of my members, uh, questioning Zach Levine's abilities. And he basically was saying that, you know, he doesn't think Zach Levine is an all-star he don't believe he will be an all-star. And my argument was that Zach Levine is not an all-star because he plays for a horrible team. I mean, when you have guys like Kyle Lowry uh, making a team off of Zach Levine, I just think that's ludicrous. Um, and Kyle Lowry, I've seen his stats. He averaged about seven assists a game and 18 points per game 
fine and dandy. But, you know, when you take a deep scope and a deep look at Kyle Lowry's game, um, he's more of a setup guy, more of a facilitator, floor general. But he's not a takeover player like Zach Levine where it really counts. And um, Zach Levine's averaging 25.5 points per game, uh, 4.8 assists, and 4 rebounds per game, which I believe is, is better than Derrick Rose stats in his uh, MVP year. But yet still, he still doesn't get any credit for that. We're talking about a guy that came up with an ACL injury, and he doesn't get a lot of credit for the hard work that he put in. And I'm just not going to just ignore the fact that somebody just dropped the type of points that Zach has dropped this year. And um, we live in an era where, you know, if you haven't won anything, nobody gives you respect. But, you know, winning is a team award. And the coaches and teammates are just as responsible for Zach Levine's failure as he is. You see, Zach Levine can't go out there and suit up and do everything on his own. He needs his teammates' contributions. He needs his teammates to be set up. So let's say Zach Levine goes out there in guns and he just simply just drops 60 straight points or attempts to. It ain't going to be long and far from it before the defense goes in on Zach and starts doubling him to get the ball out of his hands. You see, you need teammates. Teammates take the pressure off of you. Teammates give you options. And head coaches organize that talent. Head coaches organize the system that that star player plays in. But all this is ignored. And because Zach Levine's team wasn't good enough, he doesn't make the all-star team. You see where that's wrong? All this doesn't fall on Zach. It's a team thing. And I think the NBA needs to change that. And that's my word on that. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. We're going to wrap things up with my final word right after this. You're listening to Talking Bulls. Talking Bulls, the podcast of the future. Send us your emails at talkingbulls82 at gmail.com. Send us your emails so we can have you on the show. We'd like to hear your thoughts. As the fans are a part of this show just as much as the hosts. Send us your emails at talkingbulls82 at gmail.com. Talking Bulls, setting the trend for a podcast today. We're one of a kind. Come join us on Talking Bulls as we set the new trend for the future. Follow all the action and update info on the Bulls on the new and latest podcast, Talking Bulls. Time for the final word. It's time for my favorite part of the show, that final word. So Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was the player that most kids looked up to in the 90s. He was the epitome of greatness. Michael Jordan averages the most points per game average in NBA history. 
So with that said, why does Michael Jordan still have to be questioned for his greatness? Why does he have to still be questioned? It's because this era of fans don't believe. They don't believe in Michael Jordan's greatness because they've never been exposed to it on a daily basis. So with that said, should we really take these fans' opinions on how great Michael Jordan was? Leadership is led in so many different ways. Some push hard, some don't push hard. Some lead by example, some lead vocally. Or with all that leadership, all those different qualities of leadership, who's to say Michael Jordan's way of leading was wrong? Especially when he demonstrated winning on the highest level ever. That's my show, guys. Going to wrap it up for episode 18. Don't forget to follow the pod. Follow us on Twitter at TalkingBulls82. On Gmail at TalkingBulls82 at, G- talking at gmail.com. And thanks for supporting the pod. Um, we need more of your support. So if you're not following the pod and not supporting us, please support us. It helps us. It helps our podcast grow. And good night, Bulls fans. Thanks for joining me for episode 18. See you on the next episode. Go Bulls.